Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to The Goalink Show. My name is Ben, founder of Goalink, a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, a.k.a. you, with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every single listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram or Facebook at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and failure play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have my good homie Braxton on the show. He is a young hustler, a future law student. I've always known him as an, a leader, achiever, and he is one good-hearted dude and the youngest child of eight siblings. Um, we talk about a lot of things, um, but why I love these conversations with people like Braxton, because he has the mindset. He doesn't have everything figured out yet. He's at the beginning of his journey, but that's what's so cool is that we're getting a snapshot before we see you know, his future success or accolades we get to enjoy the process with him. So in this interview, we discuss his wins and lessons of 2018, his first experience with depressing feelings and how he battled it, the power of letting people into your life and confiding in those relationships, how to function as a young adult these days, and the hate and love of Apple's, if you have an iPhone, weekly usage report of how much we use our phones, how his generation is talking about suicide. We talk about the battle of our high expectations, how much should we really demand from ourselves, and how he confronts morning anxiety and tackling the day. I love Braxton. He's my dude. Let's jump into the interview. Let's go. All righty. Everyone, welcome to the Goalink Show. We got my man Braxton here. He is a driven, genuine young dude, and we've known each other for a while. And that's why I'm having him on here is I've learned from him and I am just stoked to have him here for real. So Braxton, thank you for being here, my man. No, thanks for having me, Dude, man. I'm you super know excited. So tell us where you're at in life's journey right now. Like what are you experiencing? What are you going through? Yeah, awesome. So I'm currently studying at the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. I'm in my third year going on my uh, middle of my second year right now. I'm studying health society and policy. Um, which has been awesome. It's been a great major with a minor in Portuguese. Um, I'm right now back over almost a year and a half for my mission. I got back in 2017 of my LDS mission, uh, and I'm working a sales job at Pillpack Pharmacy, which has mm -hmm. been awesome too. Um, so it's just kind of the daily grind of yeah. work, school, girlfriends, <laughs> family, all that good stuff. Yeah, right. And that's why I love talking to people like you, like me, like everyone else is because it is like we can relate of that daily grind, not like, yo, check out my cars or check out this, <laughs> you know, like this is much more relatable uh -huh. and but you can still have an impact and you still can enjoy every single day. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned is your major, it's health and what policy? It's health, society and policy. Okay, interesting. How did you choose that? Um, so I really, for my first year of school, I didn't know what I wanted to study. I mm -hmm. kind of had a general idea of wanting to go to law school mm -hmm. in the future. 
but I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress just because I didn't have a good map to get there almost. Mm. And with health society and policy, I found it to be a major that was one first, it was pretty short, which was awesome. It's a good, <laughs> good way to get some, some credits done. And then two, it was, it was very open. I, I was able to work out my schedule um, to find classes that I liked in it. Um, so I wasn't just stuck in a class where I didn't feel like I was learning. Um, not where I didn't feel like I was not learning. Mm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. A lot of my friends, my sister-in-law did it at mm. the U. And so through their help and through some counselors, I was able to find that. And it's been awesome so far. That's dope. And so you do want to become an attorney or lawyer? Or yeah, that's right? that's my plan right now is to go to law school after I'm graduated um, with my undergrad. Um, and then I'll decide what type of law and everything that I want to go into from there. That's rad, man. How did you like, why become an attorney? I mean, that becomes, you know, there's a lot of, um, oh shoot. What's, oh, the, what the kids say clout, you know, there's some clout with that, (laughs) right? With that, with that degree or, um, position. So what really, like, why are you passionate about that? Yeah. So probably just first off, my dad's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've grown up with him. Um, practicing law and everything. I have another brother that went to law school. Um, and then when I would ask them and say, Hey, would you guys recommend me going to law school? They always say no. And so that kind of, <laughs> that kind of turned me off. And that's why when I, my first year of school, I didn't really know what, if I wanted to do that. Um, and then looking into it more, what I find m- most attractive, I'd say about law school is just the skills that you pick up necessarily from it. Not only just practicing law, like I don't, find too much interest in being in court and yelling at people, but just kind of the, the analytical skills, the problem solving skills, I think with what I already have kind of my, um, my strengths and my weaknesses, Mm -hmm. I think law school would be a pretty good fit for me. So, yeah. And it's just a ton of reading every single day. (laughs) So props to you, man. Like it's not easy and it's competitive and you are a competitive person, but you're, like down to earth. So how do you resonate with, cause they rank you still, right? As far as like in law school, it's public information, like where you rank, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure probably in most law schools, they still do that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like, I think that could be good because it would push you, but I know some people couldn't, I assume people don't survive. Yeah. A lot of people have a hard time with comparing themselves to yeah. others when they see that they're maybe sixth or seventh, but the dude who's in first hasn't been putting in the work mm-hmm. that they feel like they've been. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that I think in all competitors and all type of competitions and really anywhere in the workplace and school and families, even you can even see that sometimes. Right. So, um, I was talking to your brother at the gym the other day. Um, and you're a humble dude but I want you to tell me about the wins of 2018. Like what are you most stoked about that you did in 2018? Okay. Um, so 2018, um, so this is the flexing portion <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> uh, the, one of the biggest ones is I was able to earn um, the foreign language and area study scholarship mm-hmm. at the university of Utah, um, which has been an awesome scholarship for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around my minor with Portuguese, and it's a, it's a full ride, right? Yep, it's a full ride. Yeah, dude, congrats. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was stoked because at first I was a 
I cut it super short on the deadline. Mm-hmm. I, I was sitting in class and my professor brought it up again, mm-hmm. decided to look it up on my laptop. I was like, holy cow, this is a, this is a pretty dope scholarship. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should apply. So mm-hmm. I got everything ready in a, in a week, got letters of recommendations and everything, sent it in. And that was in January. I sent it in. We're supposed to hear back in April and I didn't hear back until June. Oh, wow. And I actually didn't get it initially. Oh, and only one person had got it because mm-hmm. they didn't know if the state was going to be giving out a large enough grant to award more people. Mm-hmm. And so it was the second week of school in September, and I got an email saying, hey, you've got the scholarship. So in your mind, you thought like, nope, didn't get it. Yeah, I was, I was, didn't get it. That kind of sucked, but at least I tried, you know, um, and then started looking some other scholarships to maybe mm-hmm. apply for. Um, and then I was driving to school, um, one morning, got the email in my car, probably shouldn't have been checking that <laughs> on my car. Um, but I was stoked. It was, it was awesome. And it's been, it's been great ever since with that. Well, dude, congrats. That, that is huge. Um, what other things, I assume that's probably the biggest thing Yeah. in other aspects of life. What have, what have you proud of for last year? Um, probably another one was, uh, just this last semester of balancing work, being able to still mm. have an, an enjoyment in the workplace while going to school um, and still getting good grades and balancing a girlfriend yeah. on top of that. It was my first kind of real girlfriend, you can say, <laughs> yeah. um, not in high school, um, not just hanging out on Saturdays. It was, it was getting presents. It was taking on dates and everything. And yeah, so yeah. that was a, that was a new thing for me and it, it took me out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone. Um, but it was, it was good. Dude, that's awesome. So shoot, you mentioned, um, Shoot, totally lost my train of thought. But um, a lot of cool things that, and I think it's really important to really reflect and resonate and just sit on the wins. Because like what you mentioned before about comparisons, um, like we compare ourselves and we just, especially people like you and like myself, <clears throat> it's so easy just to move on and move on and move on and the mm-hmm. next thing, the next thing, the next mountain to climb. But really to try and sit down and like, yes, I am grateful for this. Um, what lessons did you learn from like failures or challenges from last year? That's a, that's an awesome question. Yeah. And a lot, I think I like to look at them as almost false peaks almost Ooh, yeah, yeah. when you, you get a, mm-hmm. you get a win. Um, yeah. but then you got to go right back down the mountain cause you're not at the, the top of the peak, um, a roller coaster ride. So I had a couple of them. Um, let's see. I think probably one of the starting one was to start last year um, was um, the first time I kind of felt seasonal depression almost Hmm. anxiety of like I was coming back from Africa. So I Mm. didn't have a winter for two years. Yeah. And then last year, just at the start of the year, being so dark and dreary in the mornings Mm -hmm. and going to school, that was pretty tough for me, actually, Hmm. something that I noticed. Um, And so that was something that I just kind of had to kind of figure it out, kind of analyze and then kind of get past it, kind of work around it, do some change up some things. That's interesting, dude. So you've never experienced that in your life before, I assume. Well, I, I hadn't noticed it probably, um, being away cause we're so used to having four distinct seasons in Utah. I feel yeah. like when I went two years with only having just summer the whole time. Yeah. Or even being, you know, like, I don't think age is like a huge thing, but just like experience, that's what really matters. Right. And for you and myself, like we didn't grow up 
like super crazy, super poor, like people getting murdered or mm-hmm. anything, you yeah. know? So our lives are relatively easy. Yeah. And we start to experience more of life's things as we just get older. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for sharing that. How, I guess, like, what did you switch up or what are some tactical things that you did to get out of that? Yeah. So I kind of what's talked a lot about already on this podcast, exercise was always a big thing yeah. for me. Um, not spending too much time in the gym, but spending the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. I've been able to find kind of the workout time that works best for my body and my mind kind of clearing everything up. So mm-hmm. I'm not just kind of sitting in my mind or sitting on my th- phone at the gym where I'm actually getting my workout yeah. in. Then I'm getting on to the next thing. Um, so that's been awesome. Um, as well as just kind of be letting people be more involved in my life. Hmm. Um, I felt it more comfortable, like reaching out to my manager at work if I'm hmm. ever struggling, um, reaching out to my brothers if I ever have questions or anything like that. Um, and a new thing that took me out of my comfort zone was going out and talking to teachers mm-hmm. about my work and everything. That's something that I'd never done before. Dude, that's a cool, so it's funny. I'm glad that you've learned that already. I just, I think I'm starting to learn that just now Um, because I've always been an introverted, independent person. Like I like to do my own thing and whether it's been, you know, music, work, school or goal link, I've always tried to do things by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a cool lesson that you've already learned just because for me, Like, it's okay to not do it by yourself. Yeah. And to not tell people, like, how you feel. Or, like, because for me, sometimes I've been afraid of telling people how I feel because of how, like, what they'll think of me or the inconvenience of it or, like, talking about it too much when I was like, hey, like, let me just go. Like, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So that's cool that you've already, like, hit that and recognize that there's power of those relationships and confiding in those trusted relationships. Yeah. So that's rad. Um, and on the same topic, what are, I've been thinking about like the younger generation or the kids that are in school right now, our model hasn't changed a ton of what skills that we teach in school, right? It's just, here's an assignment, do it. And we, we test the same, like there are some new things out there, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. it's the same. And with how much technology is out there, right? Is that we're just looking at our phones all the time and it's not a bad thing like technology and phones like it's there we're only going to get more integrated it's a powerful tool however we got we need to learn the skills to how to cope with that like you know your older siblings my older siblings or parents didn't have to worry about that like they had downtime they had mm-hmm. quiet time so what skills do you think we can teach kids growing up now to deal with technology because it's not going anywhere and it's powerful yeah technology but we need to learn how to cope with it so what are your thoughts yeah so it that really is something that i've been thinking about a lot Mm -hmm. um especially with apple releasing the weekly reports that they send out it's freaking disgusting it's disgusting (laughs) but i I love it too because i'm able to actually like i'm it's a lot easier for me to measure what i've been doing Mm -hmm. and then also to be able to see some people's it's i leave with my mouth on the floor sometimes just because I've seen a weekly report where someone spent 10 hours on Instagram alone. Whoa, bro. And then (laughs) another person had spent 40 hours a week on their phone. That's a job. That's a full-time job. I was outstanding. (laughs) I left the room because I was yelling. I said, that's a full-time job. And they just didn't understand it. Wow. Um, 
And so I love those weekly reports, but some skills um, that might help out in that regard is I think just full on experience Mm -hmm. kind of, I really like the idea of, I never had them in my, I never tried them in high school, but there was always the, the Granite Technical Institute Mm -hmm. that was available for kids at Skyline Mm -hmm. um, and the other kids in the, in the school district where it was almost like an internship almost. Mm. And it gave them full on experiences. They weren't sitting in a classroom. Um, They weren't just doing an assignment. They were actually doing stuff. Like I had two buddies. They did a CNA class. They mm-hmm. did EMT classes. Yeah, that's So cool. they were actually doing full-on things. So especially with how much more we're getting integrated with technology, I think we need to get more integrated with reality as well. We need to keep mm-hmm. that balance. And so the experiences, I feel, can start coming in high school a little bit more that's something that i I wish i would have done was maybe even looked at internships even though i was a high school kid yeah right and even like life skills as far as just i think like whether it's meditation or just thought practices like i don't remember being taught that like right like were you taught any life skills of hey there's these things out there you need to be aware of here's how to like think through it, even if it's like five minutes a day. Yeah, no, I had yeah. a, I had a teacher in eighth grade. She would call it meditation time, but I think it was just when she didn't <laughs> want to do anything. So we would just take naps, but yeah. hey, no, dude, that counts. Yeah. I, that too, meditation, um, goal setting, um, mm-hmm. agending, planning, um, dude, scheduling out your day. Just we need everything. to learn that stuff. Yeah. Cause the schools give out agendas every mm-hmm. school year, but I could tell you, I think I opened one, my entire year at my entire high school career that's super interesting like like goal setting and just yeah meditation just like life skills in general of like how to be a successful human Mm -hmm. and like contribute that's cool um what other like on that same note as far as other challenges um you know it has been proved that there are higher rates of suicide now uh, just because of social media or whatever like, how do you and your friends resonate with that? Like, do you guys talk about it or like, do you fear it? Like what's like, what's going on out there right now? Yeah. Um, especially with a lot of hitting a lot closer to the community, Mm -hmm. especially in this past year and everything. I think we've been, my friend group especially has been a little bit more observant of it. Um, and I think it's, we're really good at reaching out and seeing if anyone ever needs anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that's good. And I think it's really just of getting outside of that comfort zone and surrounding yourself with those type of people that will listen, but will also, you'll be there for as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've been able to find. Um, and it's, it's a, it's very hard thing, um, with the suicides yeah. and everything and, um, hitting super close. And so, um, one thing is just always ending a conversation with the simple, I love you, Mm -hmm. or just like a simple hug. I think with anyone, like, even if you're not that close, even if you're seeing someone in the grocery store for for the first time in four months, if you end up with a hug, like that Mm -hmm. person, you don't know what they're going through, but maybe that hug might go a long way. Even that conversation, that hug could go a long way for you. So, yeah, that's cool. Right? Like, I heard this thing the other day that treat every person like they're the most important person in the world. And I think that can like some people use that as like, you know, marketing or whatever, but if you're genuine about it yeah, and you're 
your intention and you go into that conversation like I really do like care and love about this person and I've been trying to do that just because for me like my communication skills can get lazy sometimes Mm -hmm. so I've been trying to work on okay in each interaction that I have I'm going to be intentional with my thoughts and make sure that they feel like hey I care about you and like you are important yeah that's awesome that's cool um all right so for as long as I've known you whether it's sports or among your friend friend group, you've always been a leader. So, and I know, right, you're humble, right? So you're like, no, like, it's not me, it's them, you know, and that's the right thing to say, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a great leader. Um, but, like, I want to know, what's the challenge that you've had that didn't go your way? So as far as being a leader, like, you're trying to help all these people, what's been a challenge that didn't go your way? Yeah. Um, so let's see, probably thinking quickly here. Um, one of the first ones was I was elected to be uh, a senior captain mm-hmm. for the football team, yeah. um, my senior year. Um, and that, that came with a lot of responsibility. Um, we had a new head coach. It was kind of a rebuild year and everything like mm-hmm. that. We didn't have a lot of guys. Um, and so we tried to recruit as many people as possible. We'll just kind of see them in the hall, say, Hey, you ever think about playing football? Let's come work out and everything like That's that. That's interesting. That's like old school. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, we were able to get some kids and I think a, some of the failures that came through that, um, that year, um, was just our intentions were sometimes in the wrong spots where we didn't see that maybe someone on the team k- kind of needed an arm around them or something mm-hmm. like that. And then just kind of pulling away from the football team and being like, okay, well, they're not part of the team now. Mm-hmm. Let's, we'll focus on them after the season, kind of a mentality like that yeah. instead of um, still being there for them, almost like that. And that was something that was um, kind of a challenge for me because I felt like I was the captain of the football team. So mm-hmm. my net was only the football team. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, really reaching out to maybe the people that had graduated before me or mm-hmm. the people that maybe had quit during the middle of the year, quit three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of, I would probably say that was probably a hard thing of just broadening my span of the impact that I had at that position. Hmm. That's cool. And it kind of goes along with what you said as far as earlier about showing love to everybody is that it's hard because you need to show show love to yourself. Like mm-hmm. you can't take care of others unless you take care of yourself. Yeah. So you need to be in a good space yourself. However, like, yeah, that's just like difficult because like I, and I know you do too, want to help so many people and it can al- almost be stressful because you can't get to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And something that's interesting about that too. Um, Kobe Bryant talks about this a lot. Mm. Hate him, hate him or love him. <laughs> yeah. We usually hate him just because we're from Utah. Yeah. But his work ethic, his leadership, it's it's elite. Um, mm-hmm. You can't deny that. Um, but he always talks about how he needs to be surrounded by a great team. How he mm-hmm. needs to be surrounded by people who they expect the best out of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Um, but I think also a skill that defines a leader is helping others see that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if maybe someone doesn't see what's best for them of being able to say, Hey, this is your expectations of helping them along that way of setting those kind of, um, those standards for them almost. Yeah, that's cool, man. So lately I've been thinking about expectations and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like 
having expectations sets you up for disappointment sometimes. Or another quote is, peace begins when expectations end. Or another one, expect nothing except everything. Um, and I've had trouble like trying to coach people, um, whether it's work or elsewhere, of expectations. Like straight up, like expectations kill your happiness. Um, but I understand like, like if you're Kobe, you're going into the season expecting to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, yeah, you're pissed. Yeah. And you should be because you want to reach that level. Like you should demand a lot from yourself. But what are your thoughts on expecting like high thing, like high performance from, from yourself? But if something doesn't go exactly your way or end up the way you want it to, not getting depressed. Yeah. Um, I think something that's helped me is being able to analyze when something does go wrong. Mm-hmm. Being able to take the time and say, okay, this was what I originally set out to do. This is what actually happened. What went wrong? And kind of find defining what actually happened in that spot of what I could have done better, um, of what some things that I couldn't control. Because in a lot of times there's just stuff we can't we can't control. You apply for a scholarship, yeah. you can't control it after that point. Mm-hmm. But you did apply for the scholarship. That's the important part. Yeah, I like that. What you can maybe focus on is maybe talking to more professors of seeing maybe how to get a better rec- uh, letter of recommendation. Or maybe your purpose statement, if you have to write a paragraph with mm-hmm. it or something like that. Um, but you can't dwell um, on just saying, oh, I, this didn't happen, and then give up. I think, anal- an- what is the word? Analyzing? No. An- analyzing. Analyzing. I think <laughs> I did that in our last conversation, You're too. You're good. <laughs> analyzing. Um, I think it's super important just to be able to analyze the whole situation and then continue to set goals and expectations after that. Mm-hmm. I think the failure comes when the expectation is dropped. Mm-hmm. So when your expectation doesn't get matched and then you just forget about it, you try to put mm-hmm. it in your, the back of your brain and that's where it eat, eats at you, I think. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like, if you're trying to get a scholarship, like, of course you want it, but you went for it. So maybe that's the expectation is that you're following through, you're taking a chance. Yeah. Like you're giving it your all. Um, and even I just thought about this cause this is a very, it's a Buddhist like teaching to not essentially not desire anything or want more. And that's such a, it's interesting. And I battle with this all the time because of course, like I want to achieve more. I want to be great mm-hmm. all the time. Like I'm not okay with mediocre. Um, but balancing of like whatever comes my way, I will be happy with it. Um, Dude, it's a constant battle, and I guess I don't have a perfect answer for yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think um, anyone does. <laughs> right, and it's maybe a, maybe just a mental note, a mental practice, like to be okay with that feeling. Like if it's either, like yeah, if you're gonna go hard and big and like do scary things that challenge you, like be okay with not getting that thing. Like just be okay with it. Yeah. Like from the get go, like I'm gonna give it my all, but if it doesn't work out whatever, like I'll bounce back to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's funny, but switching your expectation to, I guess it might not go exactly your way. Okay. So you mentioned, um, weekly goals earlier. So I want to know, um, how have, since you've, it's a new thing and I don't know how often you do it, but you've implemented weekly goals somewhat, right? Yeah. So how has that affected you? Yeah. So ever since we kind of had our first conversation about goal Mm -hmm. link and then 
ever since the podcast have been dropping and mm-hmm. listening to you and listening to the awesome people that have been on um, the show and the podcast and everything. I've definitely been more focused on setting goals weekly and especially daily. Mm, um, I feel like daily goals for me help me out a lot. Um, throughout high school, I had really bad morning anxiety, I would mm. call it. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have really bad anxiety that I maybe had forgotten to do something the night before Interesting. or that I had overslept something mm-hmm. or something like that. And so with focusing on what I my objectives are for that day or what I have to do, even just making a note in my phone, if something I've maybe set plans with someone mm-hmm. and just to follow up on that, not just to completely forget about it. It's really helped me just being able to wake up in the morning and go over those types of things and not Mm -hmm. waking up with that anxiety, really. Mm -hmm. And then kind of getting in a little morning routine, um, whether I at the start of this last summer, I would work out before work. Mm -hmm. I'd go to work, I'd come back and then I'd have kind of all day to either get everything set up for school and everything like Mm -hmm. that. And so just finding and it's always shifting with work and, Mm -hmm. and school, but always being adjustable. But finding a routine and setting setting out your day just laying it out for me it just got rid of that anxiety kind of of not knowing what was going on just because you didn't i assume you didn't write anything down yeah i was just all in your head yeah it was pretty much all in my head i was i kind of was thinking yeah i've i've got a photographic memory i'll remember everything (laughs) and then i would forget an assignment and Mm -hmm. it even started happening my first couple semesters of college And then my anxiety was still there. Um, I'd be missing, I would feel like I would be missing class sometimes and some stuff like that. Um, Or just like meet up with my friends. They would Mm -hmm. be like, yo, we made plans. And I'll be like, oh, I totally forgot about that. And so just all kind of all that anxiety came together and for some reason would always manifest in the mornings for me. Mm. Um, And so setting those daily goals um, and then also weekly goals are awesome as well. I love mm-hmm. the weekly challenges. Yeah. Um, and that's where some of the talking to my professors came from one of the weekly challenges of getting out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. doing something um, that made you feel uncomfortable. And that really came to help me in this last semester. So well, good dude. Thanks for sharing that. And really like writing things down that are inside your head, it helps reduce that anxiety just because now it's gone. Like you put it on a paper. It's almost like you've emptied it. Like you've spilled it. Like, so you don't have to think about it anymore mm-hmm. because it's there. Yeah. It's on the piece of paper. So, you know, or it's in your phone. So you can, just can you can go back to it. Like, okay, here's what I need to do mm-hmm. today or this week. Yeah. It's super, super helpful. And even this morning, like I was reading, um, and I didn't have like my phone or notebook next to me. And I kept like having these ideas and then I was like, okay, I just got to get up and go get it. Mm-hmm. And I just like spilled these thoughts down and then I could finally read because I kept going back and I wasn't fully reading it cause I was thinking of ideas. Yeah. But just having like a small note notepad or phone to just spill those ideas on so you can keep moving forward helps. Yeah. Um, okay. Dope dude. So what have you read or been inspired by lately? Like any podcasts or articles or friend like conversations? Yeah. So I just recently returned back from Mexico. I got back yesterday, mm-hmm. so that's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, but during a full day excursion, we had a lot of downtime kind of traveling back and forth mm-hmm. in a taxi from the places we were going. Um, and we got done swimming in a cenote in one of the underground rivers. 
And my buddy just said, that's top five coolest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So in the car, I was thinking, I said, what are my top five coolest mm-hmm. things that I've ever done? And that got me thinking. I had never really thought about mm-hmm. listing almost or ranking or even thinking about some of the cooler, more adventurous things that I'd done. Mm-hmm. So that I reached out to a couple other friends, had them send me their list. Oh, that's cool. Just to see kind of where a lot of the things, some com- uh, commonalities, some things that were different, maybe some things that I would like to try as well. Mm-hmm. But then I kept thinking as well, a lot of it had to do with traveling. Mm-hmm. A lot of it had to do with uh, parasailing and zip lining mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And those weren't really everyday things too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I followed up again um, with asking those same people, what's the top five things that happen to them daily? Oh, kind of cool. what's the top five best things that happen just in your your normal life. Mm-hmm. And that's been able to help me kind of focus out and see, oh, this person really enjoys this. Maybe I could try that as well. Mm-hmm. I really like just learning from other people and experience. Yeah. Being the youngest child of eight, I think <laughs> I'm j- the biggest sponge there is. So I just, be, man. I just try to do that. And so um, that's something that I've been kind of focusing on is uh, what's my top five and then hmm. striving to always do something more, you know, do that's cool to always make any moment a top five moment. I feel like, dude, I love that. So what's one thing that top five, like super adventurous or out of your comfort zone? What's that thing that you, what's just one, um, probably eighth grade. I was jumping off waterfalls with my older Uh brother and his high school friends in Mm -hmm. St. George on their spring break. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. And so that was something that just sticks out super bold. Um, but then I was able to find, I, one of the things that was always on my list thinking about it was the nine 11 museum in New York. Mm. I took a spontaneous trip to New York last, uh, last spring. Mm-hmm. We went to the nine 11 museum and I, I loved it. Absolutely. I love history and everything like that. And so, um, just being able to think about things like that, mm-hmm. maybe even if it didn't make my top five list that day, another yeah, yeah. memory or another thing I did mm-hmm. made it the other day. So, and that goes back to almost like celebrating your wins Yeah, and just things exactly. you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. What was something that resonated with you? Like when a friend sent back one of the five things that they like of their day, what's something that stands out? Um, one was, um, beating depression daily. Oh, that's, and dude, that's real uh-huh. because I'm lucky enough to not have to have dealt with that yet, Same. but I know for sure it's a daily battle. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that took me off guard too, because mm-hmm. they put that in their top five coolest things they've ever done list. Mm-hmm. And then they put it in their daily list as well. So that it was almost like they'd won, they beat it, but they were still battling with it. So that's something that Mm. took me back and kind of put me into place a little bit as well. And then obviously going forward with that person, I can have a little bit more in-depth conversation with them and being like, hey, so like, how's this going? How's that going? Mm -hmm. And then being able to be a little bit more connected as well, kind of as you brought up, Mm -hmm. being very um, spot on, being very direct in the conversation and thoughts and everything. So that helped me out as well to be able to connect a little bit more with my friends in that way. That's right, man. I commend you and acknowledge you for having those meaningful conversations and asking those questions. I think some of the best conversations and realizations come from great questions. Mm-hmm. So for real, dude, that's awesome. All right. So we've, oh, this is actually, this is funny. So this, the segment scroll my soul where I you write down some theme music for scroll my soul <laughs> or something, man. 
dude, we should. It's time for Scroll My Soul. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think, like, like b- book pages, like, f- flitter. Yeah, yeah flipping. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Once this gets big enough, I'll, <laughs> I'll have some theme music. But anyway, so it's the portion where I scroll through my fro- phone randomly of these thoughts or things that I've learned from reading or listening to other people. Um, and this, this one's perfect for you. Uh, when was the last time you did something for the first time? And don't say in Mexico because you just went to Mexico. Uh, yep. <laughs> but that literally was was the last time you did something for the first time. But before then, when was the last time you did something for the first time? It's an awesome question. Um, I would probably just go back to that one weekly challenge of stepping out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. of going to a teacher and really asking about asking for help. Um, with an essay that was coming up. Um, that was, I had never done that before. Mm-hmm. I hated talking to teachers in high school. Mm-hmm. I've hated it in college. Mm-hmm. I usually like to sit in the back, get the assignment, do it, turn it in, go unnoticed almost yeah, in the yeah. class. But doing that really helped me out a lot. It, I was able to develop a relationship with that teacher, came out to really help me more in finals week of being able to reach out to them if I was ever struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with any assignments and questions, it just added a little bit more um, comfort of going to that uh, kind of resource that we have. I think that was able to help me realize the resources that are available for some college students yeah. that sometimes aren't for others. Um, mm-hmm. In my spos- position at the University of Utah, there's so many great resources, whether that's at the library or just the professors on campus and everything like that. Yeah, dude, good job taking that challenge because not a lot of people will actually do it. Like they think and they want to do it. So for real, props for making that jump. Thank you. So 2019, what's something you're afraid of that you want to do? Ooh, that I'm afraid of, uh-huh. that I want to do. Um, I really want to start learning how to write a little bit better, writing mm. of a, a book. Dude, I love it. And so that's something that I'm very afraid of, of maybe starting to do. Um, always scary just to kind of put things into, into gear. Um, but I think one of the things that I really love to do is just express myself in whatever Mm -hmm. way possible. Mm -hmm. And at this time, I think it would be awesome to add a a new skill of learning how to write almost. Dude, that's cool. You should, the, here's an idea. So you mentioned that you're asking friends of their top five. Mm -hmm. You could just start with like an article you know, instead of like a book, that's huge. Like for me, that's something I want to do too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, could be an idea. Like you could somehow form that into yeah, like top five daily or things or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. But you should, and then send it. Cause I'd be stoked to read it. Dope. All right, my man. So any last tips or advice for anybody specifically or generally out there? I mean, I just take every day, Mm-hmm. Um, as the gift that it is, I'd yes. say, mm-hmm. um, every day is a blessing, mm-hmm. even though there's sometimes hard ones, the next day mm-hmm. is still a blessing. Um, and then just to keep on learning, never get too satisfied with where you're at. Yeah. I think that's the, one of the greatest gifts of this life is that we're able to do more things. We're able to learn from other people, whether that's a stranger on the bus in the grocery mm-hmm. market or from your mom or your dad or a brother or sister or anything like that. So just being able to not being satisfied where with where you're at, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I'm working on still of just always pushing myself mm-hmm. um, and then surrounding myself with people that have that same goal of 
pushing themselves yeah. and pushing us as a group forward. Dude, I love it. Braxton, you're the man. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for doing this. And I'll follow up um, on your on your book or article. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Okay, see you, man. Thank you all for tuning in for another week. I hope you enjoyed Braxton's thoughts and perspective, uh, whether it's here or out in the real world. Having a conversation conversation with somebody new or just a new topic with somebody you already know well, it just helps like gaining perspective. So I encourage you to have those conversations with as many people as possible. This week's challenge is inspired by Quest Nutrition. If you know, like the Quest Protein Bars, I have become addicted to these. Um, but why we why this week's challenge is inspired by them because one of their missions goes along with their name is to be on a quest hashtag on a quest and this week i want us to claim one massive goal we are all on a quest so let's make this official this goal needs to be specific and targeted make it measurable and timed and do not play small go big i will announce my goal later this week so make sure you tune in to Facebook or Instagram at Golink Group, but we are claiming one massive goal. We're taking a snapshot now, and hopefully in the future we can look back at the process and the results, you know, looking back and the steps that we took to get there. But one massive goal, I can't say that enough. We need to push ourselves. One massive goal. And there are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. You can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag Golink Challenge. Tag us in your stories or use the Golink hotline if you want to report anonymously. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at Golink Group. My name is Ben. I love you. And this is The Golink Show.